The topic of this morning is Bible ING, Bibling. And some of you are thinking, what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> well, I will explain to you a little bit more about it. But in the meantime, before I get there, I want to encourage everybody, if you want to have the bulletin of this morning, you can go to the website, vchurch.us, forward slash bulletins, or just vchurch.us. Look for the tab bulletins, and then you will be able to download the bulletin. The other way to do it, if you are watching through a smart TV, you just put your phone, open your camera, point toward the, the QR code, and then you will be able to download the bulletin of this morning. We want to thank you with all of our heart to my beautiful church members. Thank you so much, friends. Thank you so much for your faithful contributions because thanks to your contributions, each one of us is doing his part, right? And then we can do what we do, proclaiming the great news that Jesus is Lord. But if you are interested in being part of this team, you just go to the website, vchurch.us forward slash give on your browser, or you can simply send a text message, 432-268-0007. That way, you will be able to make a contribution online. Thank you, Sebastian, for your work with our IT broadcast. Bibling. Worship service 223, January 3rd. 2021. How about that, friends? 2021. How do you feel about it? It's kind of weird to say that, you know, 2021. You know, for most of us that are, were born in the 1900s, <laughs> 2021 sounds a little bit bizarre, but it's, it's what is happening. Time is not stopping. It's moving forward. Bibling is the topic of this morning, and I want to talk to you about that, about that word. That word doesn't exist, of course. The word Bible, as we know, the compilation of all the sacred books. But the ending, I-N-G, is a continue present, right? Like when you are speaking, right, or hearing, or eating, or your favorite sport, sleeping, you know? Exactly. ING is a continue present, but that is precisely what we are going to be talking today, how the Bible has to be a continue present in our lives. The word of the Lord comes this morning from the Psalm 119, 105, and we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Your word is like a lamp that guides my steps. A light that shows the path I should take. The word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is precisely the lamp, the light, the flashlight. When we are in the night and it's all dark, we couldn't walk if we didn't have a light. A flashlight is very useful in those moments. Well, imagine the analogy that the same scripture, the scripture itself is giving us saying, that the Word of God is like that lamp, the flashlight that guides our steps. A lot of people don't get it. A lot of people think that the Bible is some sort of, of a mysterious book, you know? They think, you know, uh, whenever I'm done with whatever I want to do with my life, one day 
I want to read the Bible because I heard things about the Bible. I think it's an interesting book. It's a mysterious book, some people say. I'm curious about what the Bible says. But you know what? I'll get there once I'm done with everything else I want to do with my life. And they are missing a big point, which is the light that comes from the scripture will guide each one of our steps. And actually that light will show us the path that we need to take every day. But when people don't know anything about it, well, it's obvious, you know. It's like great things like potassium, potassium or magnesium or many other vitamins. People don't know how important they are. And once they get it, they say, oh, I should be having more of those vitamins in my system. Well, imagine how vital is the Word of God. The creator of heaven and earth already gave us the map, the ultimate map, the treasure map in his words, and some people are missing out great things in their lives. So today, I'm going to talk about that, how the scripture will guide you in each one of your steps. So, I'm going to share with you today a few scriptures, and I will start with this one in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Be strong and brave. Don't be afraid, because the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. Okay, friends. Let me share with you some ideas here to begin with. In this particular passage, the first thing that the scripture is telling us, and remember the, the concept that we are trying to comprehend today is how the Bible can be in continue present. Bibling. Okay? So, Applying this passage in a daily basis, not just Sunday service. For some of you, this is super important this time. I know that. And I want to make a little pause here before I, I get to, the, to this particular idea. But for some of you, you guys here in the church today, worshiping God is vital. You need the Word of God. You want to be in the presence of God. I need that too. For some of you viewers, being part of the service, watching it, whether it's live or probably later today, is the same. And that is essential in our lives. Right? But the problem that we, many, we Christians have, many of us, is that we feel that the, the, the service itself, the moment of adoration of God, it is so beautiful and pure, but it, it, it's, for some people, it looks like it's like a capsule, like a pill, like something that is wrapped like a bubble. It's a moment. And once the service ends and you go on with your business and your day, it's like vanishes. And nothing keeps alive for many, many believers. That's a big mistake. You need to carry within yourself what you learned, what you have received, and walk through the day with that valuable concept that you get from God's Word. And that is what we are talking today about, 
keeping the scripture in continued present. So here, Joshua chapter 1 verse 9, it says, be strong and brave. Don't be afraid because the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The first thing is to being strong and brave. But being in continued present. I want, I want you to understand that. It's continue present. Being strong and brave. Well, here's the first challenge. Some people say, I'm not that strong. In fact, I'm very weak. That is my problem. Preacher, help me. Because my problem is precisely that. I, I really have difficulties trying to be strong. I'm so weak. And I give in so quickly. Whether it's to addictions, whether it's to temptations, whether it's to lack of discipline, or simply I cannot keep the cool and I lose my temper constantly. And or, or maybe you are just uh, not clear in your thinking. And you say, I cannot do this. I cannot be strong. How can you ask me to be strong precisely when my problem is that I am weak? Preacher, you don't know what is to be weak. Maybe you are not weak. I am weak. Okay, how can you ask me to be strong and brave? Are you kidding? I cannot do those things. Sometimes people feel that way. Sometimes think. Some, sometimes they think that preachers live in, in some sort of a different planet, <laughs> or we are made of a different substance, different uh, materials or ingredients that we cannot understand to be weak. Well, here's the news. I was weak. And sometimes I feel weak, like you do. But in order to apply the scripture, I have to go back to the scripture and remind myself that God is expecting me to be strong. So instead of giving in quickly, I will fight in prayer. And I will ask to the good Lord, help me to get through this. How can you do not give in when you are in the midst of the temptation? And there are many temptations, you know that. Especially in these days on TV, on the phone. How many awful things are available? Many, many things. And without anybody noticing, we can just go in that little device to websites and places to watch videos and have conversations and read stuff that is just totally wrong. How can we do what is right and be strong when we are weak? Well, the Lord tells us in his word that every time we go through a temptation, he is always going to give us a way to get out of there. What we need to do is just to ask for that option. Where is that exit to get out of the temptation? Okay, let, let's face it, okay? You are on your phone, or you are on your TV. You are on your computer. The temptation is there. What do you think is the exit when you are watching something that you know is wrong? Okay, let's think for a moment. What is the exit 
to the temptation when you are about or you are already watching something that is inappropriate. What are your options? Option A, an angel will come and turn off the device. Option B, you are going to lose power. Option C, the internet is going to stop in the whole wide world, so you won't see what you are watching. Option D, somebody is going to come into the room where you are, and you will be ashamed of watching what you are doing, and then you will turn it off. Or option E, you just change that channel or close that video. The Lord always will provide a solution to the temptation. We all are weak, my friends. Nobody is super strong that will not be tempted. But the Lord is telling us that we need to be strong. And the way to be strong is to remember the scripture. It says that he will provide a solution and an exit to that temptation. So you need to go and look for that exit. Don't make it too complicated and too philosophical and too spiritual and, and please don't say the devil is attacking me or all these demons are trying to, to get me or I'm being followed by a, an army of demons trying to get me because you know what? The temptation comes from within ourselves, our own weak desires. The temptation is not going to come necessarily from the outside. The outside is there. The bad thing to do is there. But what really is the trigger of that thing is a desire within ourselves. So and when we are weak and we know what is the weakness, we need to say, Lord, give me the strength. I want to be strong and do not give in to that thing. Being strong is precisely praying in the time of temptation and saying, Lord, what's the exit? Show me the exit. You remember the case of Joseph when he was in the house of Potiphar? That woman came and said, do you want to have a ride? Nobody's here. My husband is not here. You know, you can have a ride with me right now. And Joseph said, no, I'm out of here. I got to get out of here. And he ran. There are more things about the story, but what I'm saying to you is, it doesn't matter how terrible or confusing or overwhelming your temptation is, there is always a solution, my friend. But when you intentionally are walking into that <laughs> lake of temptations, and you intentionally are watching those shows, or using your device to do what is wrong, don't blame anybody else. You have to be aware of that. Being strong also requires a little bit of common sense. What is the temptation? Alcohol? Is that the temptation? Well, stop buying alcohol. <laughs> stop getting the beer then. What is the temptation? Drugs? Don't go to, to those places where you know they are using drugs. Don't hang out with those people that you know the first thing they're going to offer you is another trip. You see? Being strong is also using a little bit of common sense. And about being brave, some people say, well, I'm not brave. 
You know, I, I am so timid. I am uh, shy. I, I'm not brave enough to do that. Well, you know, brave, to be brave, is not necessarily that, uh, that, that you don't feel uh, a little bit nervous about doing something. Being brave means that you are going to do it no matter what. That's being brave. It, it's, it's a new year with many opportunities to go to school, many opportunities to change career, many opportunities to, to start new businesses. It's a new year. You know, let's, let's, let's start again, okay? Let's do it again. It's a new opportunity to reconnect with church. It's a new opportunity to, for those who want a, a new spouse to maybe start dating again, okay? Being brave doesn't mean that you are not going to be nervous about that thing. Being brave is that, that you are going to try it. You need to try. And when you try, then is when you are brave. You see, it doesn't mean that you are going to succeed right away. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Being brave is just to at least to try. Try it. Try it. You are not a stock. We have talked about that many, many times, not being a stock. But going back to this Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, and we discussed being brave, being strong and being brave. There is another thing that it says in the scripture. Don't be afraid. Not being afraid, but again, my friend, it has to do with a continue present. You are going to continuously being, what? Strong and brave. You are going to be continuously strong and brave. But also, continuously, you are not going to be afraid. You have to get rid of fear. Trusting in God. And there is a reason why you can trust in the Lord. Do you know why? Because this scripture says in the last part of the verse, the Lord God is always with you. When, whenever you finally realize that the Lord God is always with you, everything changes for you. Have you ever thought about it? That God is always with you? Quite often, just by understanding this, if God is with you all the time, all the time, when you have the opportunity to fail again, giving in to the temptation, and you realize, God is always with me. Am I going to watch that thing that is wrong? Am I going to use this Substance again that I know is wrong. I'm going to go to this place that I know is wrong. I'm going to be talking about those things that I know they are wrong. But the, if you realize the Lord is always with me, you're not going to be weak. You will be strong and you will be brave because you will say, you know what? Maybe I'm too old to go back to college, but I'm going to do it anyways. And I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid that people are going to be laughing at me or mocking me because this or that. The Lord is with me. Applying the scripture in a continue present, just if you only get this first verse that I'm sharing with you, 
your years is going to be absolutely different. Just one thing that you can apply constantly. Being strong and brave. Not being afraid. Because the Lord God is always with you. My friend, that will change your life entirely. One scripture. Let's go to the next one. I want to share with you the second passage of the scripture. That now comes from the letter of James. Chapter 4, verse 17. When you know what is the right thing to do, and you refuse to do it, you betray God and yourself. Some people say, okay, I get it. If I'm strong and brave, I will not be afraid because God is always with me. So tell me then, if all is true, if I'm strong, if, I'm, if I am a brave person, if I'm not afraid, if God is with me, why is it that I do bad things anyways? <laughs> well, because you don't want to do what is right. When you know what is the right thing to do and you refuse to do it, you betray God and you betray yourself. It's just a matter of a decision. You know, God is talking to each one of us all the time, but particularly when you are taking your time to reflect on God's word, like now we are taking our time to reflect on God's word, the Lord is putting in our hearts some ideas. The Lord is, is telling us there are some things that I want you to do. Right now, the Lord is talking to your heart. Right now. Those ideas that you are starting to receive in your mind, those desires in your heart, is the Holy Spirit talking to you, telling you there are some things that I want you to do. But now, if you read the scripture that is on the screen, when you know what is the right thing to do and you refuse to do it, you betray God and yourself. That, that is the problem. Conscientiously, some people say, I don't want to do it. That's the problem. But if you understand this scripture and you say, well, you know what? I don't want to do that. What, what is the way to, to keep this passage and continue present? Well, the key is knowing. Knowing what is the right thing to do. In other words, we need to be always in learning mode. You using and occupying our time learning. Always learning. You know, I love entertainment. I produce entertainment. I write entertainment. I do many things to entertain people besides the ministry as a preacher, as a pastor. You know about the audiobooks? I have written my first movie and I am writing now a musical. I believe in entertainment. I produce healthy entertainment. I entertain myself. Many of you, my friends, you know that I love to watch shows and laugh with you. And we have watched movies together and laugh together about entertainment things. Of course. But we cannot spend our entire day just entertaining ourselves. Entertainment is something that is, is some sort of reward after we have done our work of the day. 
But what we need to focus on every day is in learning, because there are so many things that we need to learn in life, especially with the changes that we are going through in this new era. We need to continue learning. And when you are learning, especially in the midst of situations that you are, then you're going to do what is right because you learn. Always learning what is the right thing to do. Always learning. If you are able to learn, then you are able to think about that before making a decision. The Lord is guiding you to do certain things in your life. The Lord is guiding you now to be in a particular situation where there are many things, many paths, many options, and you don't know what to do. But the Lord is going to guide you. If you are willing to learn, once you have that information, now you need to think before you make a decision. Thinking before making a decision. Do you do that, my friend? Do you think before you make a decision? Or do you just jump into it? Especially with the online market available today. It is so easy to purchase online today. Just like that. You receive a text message, an email. You just click there. Automatic response will take you to the website. The information is going to be already there. Because devices are made... Software is made, all these programs are made to help you making the decision. You just click yes, no, red, nine, large, whatever. You see soft, hard, whatever is what you are shopping. In a matter of one minute, you place an order today. Maybe seconds will take you to place an order. And what happened after that? Usually there is regret because you say, man, why did I do that? And I'm just giving you an, an example, just one scenario of how we operate in these days. A quick decision without thinking. But what about the important things in life? What about those things that God is telling you to do? Because the Lord is still is talking to you, to your mind and to your heart, about things that you should do. And you know it. It's there. And you're just thinking, should I do it or not? Of course you should do what the Lord is telling you to do, but you need to learn about it. And once you learn more about it, before you make a decision, you need to think. Think, think, think before you make a decision. Do not rush in any decisions. Compare your options. Talk to somebody. What do you think I should do in this case? Because I really don't know what's my best option here. The Lord is always going to show you and will use other people to help you understand whatever is what you need to decide. And you need to learn to lead yourself always to do what is right. Leading yourself. Simple examples. 
before you go to sleep, you need to brush your teeth. Gian, again, you have to talk about it again. Yeah. It's a simple example. Do you do it? Do you brush your teeth before you go to sleep? Well, usually I do. But then I get some snack and I do this and then, then blah, blah, blah. Okay. So this is the example. You have to learn to lead yourself to do what is right. Force yourself. You know, your own self is not going to say, oh, how wonderful it is to go to the bathroom and brush my teeth again before I go to sleep. It feels so great. No. Because you were almost asleep when that thought came to your mind. Oh, I forgot to brush my teeth. Oh, but I'm so sleepy. I'm so comfy. I don't want to go. Well, don't go. Continue destroying your own teeth. And when you are old and you don't have any teeth to eat, how do you think you're going to get food into your system? Shakes? Really? <laughs> One simple example. You need to lead yourself always to do what is right. Always. You are always learning. You think before you make a decision. And you lead yourself to do what is right. What is right? What is the right thing to do about your time? What is the right thing to do about God, what is the right thing to do about money? What is the right thing to do about your health? What is the right thing to do about everything? There are opportunities for you to grow and mature and succeed in life. But this is the second scripture that I'm sharing with you this morning about it. Next one, Psalm 112, 7. Obedient God's children will not be afraid of bad news. They are confident because they trust in the Lord. Who are those who are not afraid of bad news? Obedient God's children. Why so many people are afraid of things? Because they are disobeying God. That's why they are frightened. And I'm not talking about not being prudent, okay? Prudence is one thing, but being fearful is other thing. You are always thinking that one day when you get in the car, there's going to be a car, a huge truck, that is going to hit you and kill you right there. No, 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 no. It's going to hit you so bad that you will lose half of your body. No, 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 no. You are thinking that you will be smashed there and trapped there, trapped there. And you just, you just have your head out of the window, screaming, help me, help me. Who is going to be thinking that way? Those that are afraid. And why people are afraid all the time? Because they disobey God. But obedient children, obedient God's children will not be afraid of bad news. They will not. You know, when, when you obey God, 
And you are pleasing the Lord. You just trust in Him. And you don't need to be afraid of anything. And whatever the Lord allows us to live, because in His wisdom, in His sovereignty, whatever can happen to us anyways. But not necessarily we'll be afraid. When you are obeying God, you don't need to be afraid. This is the third scripture that I'm telling you about how the Bible has to be and continue present. Obeying God all the time will set you free of fear. Obeying God all the time. All the time. All the time. Not just in a moment. All the time. Obeying God constantly. That's the key. You obey God all the time. There is nothing to be afraid of. Nothing. Obedience is the key. Obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit. And that is what you need to remember all the time. The importance of obeying that, vo that voice of the Holy Spirit in your heart. You know, obeying God all the time will take you to a place of peace with no fear. And what else? Well, once you are there, you are free. Free of that fear. Always. Don't you like that feeling? I want you to think for a moment. When, when a kid is being raised in a godly home, let me tell you a little bit about it. In your home, you are raising kids. Loving parents. There is food. You have a little puppy. You have a nice TV so they can watch nice cartoons and shows. You have time to play with the kids. You never scream to the kids. You are very gracious with the kids. You discipline them. You take them before going to sleep to brush their teeth. And you take good care of the kids. But the kids are obeying all the time. They follow your instructions. And when they cross the line, you discipline them. And you correct them. And you show them the path. So these kids are being raised in a godly home. In a very, very secure environment. Do you think those kids are afraid of anything? They are not. They live without any fear. But now let's compare that house with another house. When there is always alcohol, drugs, screaming, yelling, disrespect, no fear for God. No church, no Bible, no prayers. It's a whole mess. The kids are being beat up all the time, mistreated, abused. <laughs> Do you think those kids, they have a peaceful life? They live without fear? No, they are not. Because the whole context is horrible. So I, I think you understand. A peaceful Safe context is ideal to raise a child 
in a way that this child will grow up mentally healthy with all the nutrients that he needs to become successful in life and have a godly life compared to this other kid that is being raised in a horrible environment always afraid that something wrong is going to happen to him and they both finally find themselves in the same high school <laughs> and you talk to these two kids they are very different one is smiling and optimistic the other is always angry giving you looks afraid that somebody's going to hit them the context now in your case you are not a kid you're an adult. What is the difference? Why do you see other adults that they have more peaceful lives, optimistic lives, while some are so afraid all the time? They live in fear all the time. It's the context, the mental context, the heart context, the whole context. Obedient God's children will not be afraid of bad news. They are confident because they trust in the Lord. Psalm 112, 7. You know what you say when you are raised in a godly environment? When you, are, when you live in a godly environment, you say, I am always trusting in the Lord. I am always trusting in the Lord is what you say. I obeyed God. I live without fear. And I am always trusting in the Lord. Continue present. Not just Sunday. 40 minutes of a message. Time's up, Gian. Time's up. No, there is no time up. I have more things to say. I'm just waiting here to see your reaction. I'm in no rush. Maybe you are in a rush. I don't know for what. What is that important that you have to rush right now? You see the point? Obedient God's children will not be afraid of bad news. They are confident because they trust in the Lord. We obey God. We hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. We do what is right. We don't rush into any decisions. We are strong. We are brave. We are not afraid. And we are always trusting in God. Always trusting in God. Always continue present. Okay, so let's go to the next scripture. That comes also from Psalm 112. This is verse 1. And it says, Great blessings belong to those who fear and respect the Lord, who are happy to do what He commands. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, one of the things that people say to me personally is that, Gian, I noticed that 
Every time I come to see you, you are excited about something. You are happy. You are a, you are a happy camper. Why is it? Is that is because of your parents? Did your parents raise you right? Right? I bet that you re you had a wonderful childhood. I don't see anything wrong that happened to you in your life, right? Well, you are mistaken. <laughs> I had a lot of bad things going on in my childhood. I'm not going to disclose that here. It's not on your business. <laughs> but I can tell you this. I know what is sorrow, pain, poverty. Many bad things that happened to me since I was little. My parents loved me, and they eventually found the Lord. But myself, like everybody else, I have a story. You know, and everybody has bad memories. Everybody has bad memories. But how come is that at this point we can be so cheerful and optimistic about life? It's not because something particular is it just happened that makes me happy. It's a lifestyle. It's a constant, a continued present the Bible within us that makes us peaceful, obedient God's children. Not being afraid of anything, but being strong and brave. Trusting in Him, doing what is right. That is the truth. It's not that nothing wrong happened to us in the past. Do you really believe that there are people that they don't have bad, sad stories? I don't think that you are that naive unless you believe in Disneyland. Everybody has bad stories and sad memories. Anybody, everybody. Do you think, well, rich people don't? Oh, you have no idea. Well, handsome people don't. Oh, you don't know. All those who are successful in life, you just don't know. Because one thing is true. In this world, everyone has to go through difficulties. Everybody. Including you. You are not the only one. But this is the problem. Many people think, uh, oh, you, you just don't know. Yeah, your story is sad, but not like my story. You just don't know. You don't know what happened to me in 2020. <laughs> How many things have happened to everybody in 2020, my friends? But the blessings of God will come to to those who fear and respect him. Those who are happy to do what he commands. How can I apply this in constant present? Is when I fear God everywhere. Fearing God everywhere. Because out of fear of God, you don't do what is wrong. Correct? <laughs> you are doing a project for somebody and they say to you uh, I have to go for, for half hour, I'm going to leave this door open, unlock 
if somebody comes, please, uh, this person is going to do this and that, and they give you the opportunity to manage something, unlock door, unlock car, many things can just come to you, opportunities to do what is wrong, but you know what? When you fear God, you don't do what is wrong. When you have that fear for God, you see the opportunity there and you say to yourself, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Fearing God everywhere, constantly. Oh, I see. So you are one of those preachers. You are instigating fear in us. No, I'm not. I'm just reading for you the scripture. <laughs> you don't want to fear God? You don't want to respect God? Don't do it. It's your choice. But there are millions and millions and millions of people who, through 2,000 years of reading these passages or more, we have learned to fear and respect the Lord. And out of fear and respect for the Lord, we don't do what is wrong. So you are saying you never have done anything wrong? No. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is now we don't. Because part of the sad stories that we all have, including me and including you, is that we have done wrong things at some point in life. And we realize, dang, that was so stupid. How in the world that happened? Why did I do that? Why did I say that? Because we didn't have that fear for God, right? So eventually we say, I got to stop this. I'm not going to do that anymore. I have to do what is right. Because out of fear and respect for God, we don't do anything wrong. We fear God everywhere, constantly. Fearing God is such a great thing. It stops us from doing what is wrong. It's a beautiful feeling knowing that uh, we don't have to do what is wrong because we have this fear for God. And actually makes us feel good about it because we say, the Lord is with me all the time. You know what? Instead of doing what is wrong, I'm going to start doing more and more what is right. And suddenly you will start enjoying doing what is right which seems to be an impossibility for so many people. For so many people, the idea of enjoying worshiping God, it's an impossibility. <laughs> Some people think, reading the Bible myself, praying and enjoying it? I don't think so. <laughs> Going to church? Really? Enjoying that? I don't think so. Some people are thinking that way. They see doing what is right an impossibility. But what happens is eventually when you learn to fear and respect the Lord, you just stop doing what is wrong and suddenly you move in the other direction and starting to do what is right. And then you enjoy doing what is right. 
and like happened to, to me and my friends present here in the church, we say, I have to go to church. I just need to be in church. I got to be there. And unless there is a real situation out there, the ones that we come to church, we don't come. We are out of town or situations like that. Other than that, we just love worshiping God. And there is nothing wrong for those who prefer not to. It's their choice. I don't want you to feel that I am condemning you because you are not in church today, my friend. That's not what I am saying. What I am saying is some of us, we just know this is the right thing to do and we just enjoy it. And it's not just about that. It's in general doing what is right. Doing what is right with our time. Doing what is right with our money. Doing what is uh, right with our body. Doing what is right with our resources, with our lives, doing what is right. It's beautiful. We stopped doing what is wrong and now we are enjoying doing what is right. Enjoying doing what is right. That is the fear and respect of the Lord. We are happy doing what He commands. And you know what it says, this is scripture? Great blessings belong to those who fear and respect the Lord. Those who are happy to do what he commands. So the big question now is, is the Lord going to bless me right now? Of course he will. Read the scripture again. Great blessings belong to those who fear and respect the Lord. The blessings are coming right now to us. So the question is, the Lord is blessing me right now. How is that the Lord is blessing me right now? Well, that is a good question that you need to ask yourself. What do you think the Lord is doing for you right now that is blessing you? Think, of, think about it for a second. You know, earlier in this service, we took our time to pray. We prayed, correct? And we say, let's ask God to bless us. Because we need things. We want things. Did you pray? You prayed. And in your prayers you said to the Lord what you really wanted. What you really needed. And you say, whatever you say. Lord, this is what I need. This is what I want. Okay, here is the great news. Great blessings belong to those who fear and respect the Lord. Those who are happy to do what He commands. So, the Lord is blessing you right now, my friend. How? Well, exactly the way that you were praying before. Exactly the way that He wants to bless you with. Because He puts in your heart those desires. He puts in your mind those ideas of things that you need to do. Those wishes in your heart about accomplishing things or doing things, those are God's desires for you. Those are the blessings, the great blessings that belong to those who fear and respect the Lord. A continue present of the scripture. By being brave. By being strong. By not being afraid. By doing what is right. Not refusing to do what is right, but doing what is right. Fearing God all the time, wherever we are. 
That is Bibling, my friend. That is Bibling. It's the continued present of the scripture in your life. When he is just giving you everything you need, things that you can't even imagine he can do for you. He will bless you greatly, abundantly, because you fear him. And it's a pleasure for you to do what is right. A big pleasure. Isn't it beautiful? The Lord is blessing you right now, my friend. Receive the blessings. Receive those blessings. I receive my blessings right now. Thank you, Lord God. But I want to tell you something about next Sunday. Next Sunday, which is January the 10th, in the worship service 224, I'll be speaking about something crazy. Crazy feet. Yes, that will be the message for next Sunday. And I hope you will be here. Crazy feet. Worship service 224 next Sunday, January 10th. I hope that you will come here. But now I will tell you something. Do you know why you can't Bibling? Do you know what is the main reason, my friend? Some people right now thinking, you know what? I would like to, to apply the scripture in everything and that I will be able to really, really go to that level, you know, arrive to that kind of place. But you know why you can't Bibling? <laughs> it's because you haven't memorized the scriptures. When you just refuse to memorize the scriptures, you will, you will not know. But when you memorize the scriptures, four scriptures that I gave you today, you memorize those scriptures, Joshua 1, 9, very important scripture. Be strong and be brave. And don't be afraid. Because I am the Lord your God, will be with you wherever you go. Memorize the scriptures. And the scripture will become real to you. Becomes part of your system, part of your blood, part of yourself. That's why you can't Bibling. That's why you cannot have the scripture in a continued present. Because you have refused simply to memorize the scripture. That's the problem. When you just don't want to memorize the scripture, well, you are missing a big part of the blessings of God. Would you like to start again, my friend? Dear viewer, would you like to start again? What if you do that? There is a scripture, Romans 10, 9, that it says clearly, if you openly say, Jesus is my Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be saved. That's the main requirement. Just to be saved. I invite you to open your heart today to the good Lord. Give your heart to him. And that will be the first step in your new year 2021, my friend. Read this prayer with me. Dear God. How many times do I need to hear that I must memorize your word? Truly you are so merciful and patient with me. Please forgive me 
You are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. I need to change. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. My friend, I want you to know, it's here, on this cross, where we experience the forgiveness of our sins. What if you say with me, I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. Friends, you are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful rest of your Sunday, and I hope to see you here next time. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served I know, I know, I know, I know Thank you for watching Victory Church. Please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.